0: Autonomy is an
1: illusion.
0: Autonomy is an illusion. And just like that, we're back. We're back and sexier than ever. actually not very true it's actually the complete opposite
1: maybe i mean i'm feeling pretty sexy right now oh are
0: you okay well that's good then i'm very happy that you're feeling very sexy right now is there (laughs) something specific that makes you feel sexy or are you just like having a Uh, vibe right now
1: my mental mindset makes me feel more sexy wow
0: That's amazing. I love to hear that, that you're, like, mentally doing very good and you're, like, very sexy because of your mental health. I love that. That's fantastic. I'm very happy to hear that. And he's drinking water. Let's take a quick water break for our mental health. There you go. Uh, How refreshing. Uh, Hey, you're listening to uh, Fans of the Weast. It's episode 15 um, from your hosts. Dirt. And Dylan. Missed a little bit of last week because uh, I was sick and I'm still not even 100%, which is quite odd for me. But, you know, it's just that time of year, I guess. Um, but we're back and we're getting through another episode and we're like really winding down here. We're entering, what, week 15 of football or something like that?
1: Yeah, Holy week 15 baloney. of football come out.
0: And uh, this, this is where the men become boys. We got playoff clinching scenarios left and right now. Um, the Eagles are the first team to clinch a playoff spot. I think they're the only ones that have officially clinched a spot right now. I, I feel like the Chiefs should have right. by now, but I don't think they have.
1: Chiefs, Chiefs had to win, had to win, and have the Chargers lose.
0: Ah, they needed the Chargers to lose
1: that to makes sense. to get the division which would then and subsequently clinch the playoff berth, yeah.
0: So the only only things we have right now playoff-wise are the Bears, Broncos, Texans, have all been eliminated, and the Eagles have clinched. Mm-hmm. That is all we have right now. But there's a lot of situations going on this week, which we will get to shortly. But first, we have two weeks mm-hmm. of games to quickly recap for you all uh we'll do a little bounce Rooney you know we'll do a little Hawks bills Hawks bills Hawks bills yes. I think that's the best way to handle this there situation um, so let's uh let's yeah, get into the it. sexiness of it all eh um I don't think am I missing any like important news me. that we had to bring up like is there anything massive that happened like I don't think anything is really out there affecting the NFL world right now. Seems pretty quiet. Nothing,
1: yeah, nothing. I don't think anything massive. Yeah, it's been, it's been very all business. Yeah, it's just the last couple of weeks. It seemed like
0: it's just just football, baby. That's it. That's what we're doing, which I like. I like to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like all the extra stuff that usually is going on. Um, so week thirteen, we had the Seahawks play the Rams. Basically, the Rams practice squad. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks came out on top, twenty-seven to twenty-three. It was not a very pretty game, you know, taking into account that the Seahawks had to face a second and third-string quarterback. Uh, no Cooper Cup. They made Ben Sk- Ben Skronic look like Cooper Cup. Um, it was. They didn't have to deal with Baker Mayfield yet. They probably would have lost if they had to deal with Baker Mayfield. So luckily, we missed him by a week. Um, right. But overall, they didn't play against them great, but they did come out with a win. I said they had to stop the run. I didn't grab the stats, but I think they did pretty good against the run. Cam Akers, I believe, still had a rushing touchdown in this game. But it's not like a stat line you look at and go, wow, they got gashed. I think they did pretty well in that department. This was two weeks ago. I don't remember a whole lot. Uh, Speaking of stopping the run, they had to stop Bryce Perkins. He did end up playing. Um, I was a little surprised by that. They ended up going with... Wolford, he stepped in and uh, he did okay. He did pretty good in that game Uh, for a guy that's you know doesn't see the field a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had no pass rush. That's just kind of been a thing that we've been doing lately. The pass rush doesn't exist. And Jalen Ramsey, uh, yeah, (laughs) DK Metcalf smoked Jalen Ramsey in this game. I think uh, he had like the like one of the worst passer ratings ever. Uh, DK Metcalf caught, like, seven of seven balls on him for a bunch of yards and the game-winning touchdown. So get fucked, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, That's that's what I'll say to you. (laughs) He got burnt up. Like, he's been super quiet lately. I tell you what, like, he has been, like, he, like, had his great year or years in Jacksonville. Then he had, like, one good shutdown season with the Rams, Mm -hmm. and he has done nothing since. Like, he has been he has been one of like the worst corners in the league. Yeah. Which is funny.
1: Hasn't been great.
0: You talk that talk. <laughs> you got to be able to walk that walk, buddy boy. Um
1: he's more, It's more like he's getting walked over. Oh, no,
0: he's getting he's getting he's getting ran over, walked through, lost in the sauce. He's being he's he's getting
1: torched this season. Jalen Ramsey found out what the boots are made for. <laughs> <laughs>
0: are, are they made for walking a little bit uh my other point was this was one of the two wins i want for the rest of the season so yep they accomplished that feat they got their uh their win here uh and the broncos are now giving us the number two pick in the draft right now which you know speaking of you know week 14 coming up next god damn it texans god damn it you couldn't pull that off for me you couldn't pull that off because if the Texans win that, that means the the Broncos would only be like a half game out from the first overall draft pick, and it would be the Seahawks pick. Like, could you imagine? Ooh. That would have been just, like, that would have been wild. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen, though, anymore. Uh, and then my favorite bet was Gito Smith over one-and-a-half mm-hmm. passing touchdowns, which obviously hit. Uh, I'm just that. The wagon keeps on going. With that bet, like it's just it's just free money at this point. Like at what point is fan duel just gonna make it two and a half at like at plus money? Because if you just keep leaving, <laughs> if you just keep leaving Geno Smith over one and a half up there, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit I'm gonna mm-hmm. smoke it. I might put a hundred bucks on it. Ne- well, maybe not this week. Uh, maybe not this week. Maybe next week. <laughs> but, I might, gent- <laughs> I might gently bet on it this week, but I mean, like, this dude, gently. every gently. Like, he, threw, he threw, I think, two in this one and then three last week, too, so, I mean, Geno Smith just keeps throwing them tutties.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, we got the Bills. What do we got for Bills in Week 13?
1: Bills in Week 13 went to New England, played the Patriots on Thursday Night Football, which kicked off Week 13, and the Bills came away with a... Quite convincingly, I would say. I would say quite convincingly, twenty-four to ten victory, and uh, you know, you know, we talked about you know a couple weeks ago, you know, this Bills O line versus the past E line wasn't that much of a problem. I would say the you know, which leads to my think my next point. You know, Bills running game, Uh, James Cook and Devin Singletary looked pretty good. Against the New England uh, defensive line. And that was the key to the game for the Bills. You know, they got the scope of scores out early and uh, they just ran the ball, controlled the clock, were able to get the first downs when needed, um, didn't have to rely on the passing game as much. And it was just a very much a game management kind of game uh, for the Buffalo offense. So it was a. Uh, It was good. And then uh, Bill's run defense. You know, Ramondre Stevenson, I don't think, had a great game in this. You know, great and great stats in this game. Um, This was kind of one of the beginning of the game, you know, beginning of the moments where this defense was really coming together. And this is, you know, this was the first game without Von Miller for the entire game. And the defense stepped up. Defense did a pretty good job.
0: Wasn't this like Ed Oliver's coming out party? Like didn't he just dominate this game or was that week fourteen? That
1: that was the no, Ed Oliver was week twelve.
0: Oh, that was a week ago. Okay. That
1: was uh the thing the Thanksgiving game, yeah. Ah. no, this was very much like Shaq Lawson and Gregory Rousseau. And well, it's Jay good to see Colorado them
0: stepping up too.
1: Doing their thing, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it was a, it was, a, it was a good game over all, all around. Um, you know, the other thing I was keeping an eye on was, you know, Josh Allen's arm. Cause it's still a thing. Um, was it, I don't think it looked more normal, you know, during that game. I think it looked better in this game. I think they were able to control the game the way they wanted it to. So they didn't have to, to do things differently. Um, so the bills didn't have to really rely on the elbow to, you know, get the job done. So I was able to, you know, take a nice slower week for the bills. So that was good. And a uh, favorite bet I had was bills by four and that smashed the tables.
0: Easy minus four.
1: Easy, Easy minus four. Easy.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I I remember watching like the first half of that game and it was entertaining and then I like basically fell asleep in the second half because it was so boring, but I mean like it was an okay <laughs> boring because like as like right. you said it's like it's almost like they used the second half of that game just to, like practice the run game. <laughs> like, that's kind of right. what it felt yeah. like. They were just like, eh, let's just go out there and run the ball down the field. If we have to punt, eh, we'll punt. If we can kick a field goal, eh, we'll kick a field goal. It's like eh, we'll just whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, and the Patriots. Pitchers only touched on the game was a like weird pass to a cornerback, right? A rookie cornerback who like ran the ball for 40, 45 yards on touchdown. Like, it was one of those weird plays where the dump to a, a non offensive player
0: and no on one touchdown. saw that like, coming. Right, the defense was just like, like completely flabbergasted by like, wait, who caught that? Who is that? Oh, he's fa- right. holy shit, he's fast! Oh my god! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, that was the that was the Bills in Week 13.
0: Yeah, good. It was a good game. It was a good win. Good win over. Uh, you know, good. it's always a good win when you get one over Belly.
1: Oh yeah, it's always big dub there.
0: Things got a little bit more depressing here for the Seattle Seahawks. But, you know, just like my other point was, I need them to lose out the rest of the year now. You got to go beat the Rams one more time this season. And then everything else is like, you know, just go ahead and just flop. All right. It'll upset me in the moment if the Seahawks lose, but then it'll all come back to me like, no, this is what we were supposed to do from the start. You know, It's, it's like, it's fun to win, but we're looking to win long term right now. which is what they accomplished when they played the Panthers this week. Um, they lost thirty to twenty-four, easily. Could have been a lot more ugly than thirty to twenty-four. They got lucky that it was only thirty to twenty-four. The defense was atrocious. Um, they allowed two hundred twenty-three yards running to Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, and a couple other people, but um, those were the main, the main culprits. They just they couldn't stop shit, I mean they couldn't oh yeah, I mean Black, like, it was Black like the first half bad. they ran all over us, and then they made like an adjustment in the third quarter. It's like okay, they're slowing the they're slowing the panthers down a little bit, and then the fourth quarter defense just like completely flopped like they they i mean every run was a ten yard run it was <laughs> it was absolutely embarrassing right um so i every single draft pick has to go towards the front seven in this draft. Like if, whether it's a pass rusher, or some kind of run stuff or another middle linebacker, someone mm-hmm. to contribute on the back end, uh, you know, like in the middle of the field, there it has to be. It has to be every pick <laughs> for this defense because holy, um, it was it was. Just, and and then uh, the I think one even outside of the run game, which is pretty obvious right now to everybody, it's it's the short passing situations. The amount of times I saw Sam Darnold dump it off to someone behind the line of scrimmage, and then there's just no one there. And he just runs for, like, 40 yards because there's no one there. Like, what in the – where are you? Where's the goddamn defense? What are we playing? What What are we in right now?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What kind of horrible zone defense just leaves a 40-yard gap in the bottom left corner of the field?
1: <laughs> <I don't, laughs>
0: whatever. Oh. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I, one of the one of the bigger things here was I think even Gino admitted it too in his post game was I think he's starting to get a little bit too confident, a little too ballsy, a little too cocky in his throws. Obviously, he was picked off in his first pass of the game because he threw a ball into quadruple coverage and tried to like hit someone toe tapping on the sideline. I don't remember who it was. I think it was DK. And he got picked off easily. Like, it was an awful, awful, horrible decision on his part. Mm -hmm. And he reined it in for the rest of the game for the most part. And then there was an offsides that wasn't called, and Gino just tossed it up, and it was easily intercepted. Bad decision on his part. You know, you have to see the flag. Obviously, it was a no call that should have been called. But you can't just be like, oh, he jumped, and then you have to see the flag, too. Like, you have to confirm. (laughs) Like, they're going to call it offsides. So you don't just throw it up for the defense (laughs) to take I get it, but you mm-hmm. have to, you know, whatever. But he, you know, that was, he's getting a little too cocky on some of these throws, I think. Um, and then the biggest takeaway, I think, from the entire game was we finally have a kick returner. Maybe. Maybe we finally have a kick returner, but he returned, he only returned the ball three times in this game, and it was for 104 yards. And one of them was a long of 50. And then the there was another one. It was like fifty, and then another one was like forty, and then the uh-huh. other one was a little bit shorter. But I mean, like he had two amazing returns. Uh, so I think we find we don't have a punt returner still. We'll never find one of those. Apparently, They're, apparently punt returners are like the hardest thing to find on planet Earth. I guess, but kick returners, <laughs> nice that we finally <laughs> have one. Apparently, uh, so hopefully, hopefully that All gets right. to, gets carried he gets carried into next week and uh, see if he can keep doing that. But uh, yeah. They just got their shit kicked in. It was amazing that it was only a six point loss. Uh, I did bet on this game. And uh, I bet a DK Metcalf and a Tyler Lockett at any time touchdown and Geno Smith to throw over one and a half passing touchdowns, which obviously hit because he threw three. So, just in case anyone was wondering, because we didn't have the show last week. So, that's kind of what those are the bets I put on this game.
1: Yeah. Nice. Very nice, yeah. Um, the Panthers running back, um, the third stringer, uh, Ramad, uh Blackshear. Oh,
0: Blackshear too had a good game.
1: He who was who was having some good chunk plays against the Seahawks defense. He was actually on the Bill. He was actually, I think, undrafted free agent for the Bills. Yeah,
0: I forgot. I and forgot was, about that.
1: He was big in the preseason. Like he had some decent runs, and it was good to see him get the get the steps.
0: If it wasn't for uh, drafting for James Panthers. Cook, he probably would still be a Bill. I'd bet.
1: Probably, yeah. And we probably still wouldn't. We probably still would have dra- traded Zach Moss away.
0: Probably that. I feel like that was a trade that was going to happen regardless.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. That was the Seahawks. What else did we got? we got the Bills. Uh, yeah, who decided Bills, to play the uh, Jets?
1: Yeah, Bills hosted the Jets. They were uh, ten point favorites. I want to say by the end of the game, so or by the game time, and uh, Bills didn't cover the spread, but still got the victory, twenty to twelve. Some talking points here to take away from the game. Uh, first off, defense was amazing. Uh, this defense stepped up absolutely so much when this offense did not. Get the job done and had somebody three and outs um, and prove me wrong, but give Matt Milan Defensive Player of the Year. No. This dude is everywhere.
0: I know he is, but no.
1: I know he won't get it, but. Well,
0: he doesn't. I'd have to look at the stats a little closer. I mean, I think if you look at it from a perspective of like a team's identity completely changes without him like a that player on the field. If that was like the only statistic that you would need, then I would say give Matt Milano the award because when he's never out, when he, the games he's not out there, like the Bills will allow 100,000 yards. Like he can com- oh, yeah. he commands this defense. Just whether it's his presence or his play style or both, like yes, he's amazing. Mhm. I think there's a couple other players out hitting. there that have some better stats, though. That'll make sure. Oh, they I'm sure. Think I'm, sure like I'm sure. Nick Bose is having a pretty, pretty good, gosh darn good season.
1: I suppose. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. I didn't
0: mean to <laughs> rain on your parade there.
1: I don't. It's fine with me. I mean, Tariq Woolen. I mean, I maybe mean, I mean, we can give him. We can give Matt Mulatto the uh, the Origami Award.
0: Or, oh God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because he Mike. folded Mike White up like a paper crane. <laughs> I
0: I want that that hit on a T-shirt.
1: Oh, and it was like textbook hit too. Right. There was nothing illegal about it. Like that, they should be posting that up on any high school football locker room and saying, "This is how you tackle somebody."
0: Right. It was like an on-time hit. Perfect shoulder mm-hmm. right into the ribs and he didn't take him to the ground. He like just let him go and just let him fall on his own. Yep. And you did maximum damage like mm-hmm. physically and mentally.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Amazing hit. <laughs> like I watched that full so, speed and like mm-hmm. after right after the hit you just have Mike White like squirming on the ground, like just like trying to breathe. Like, like you kind of like, feel bad thought- for him, but you're like,
1: oh my god. <laughs> I thought they killed him at one time because like he just laid there. Just... I'm like, um, he's dead. That's that's not good.
0: He's dead. Poor guy. He oh, finished the game but... though. The dude's got heart. I'll give him that.
1: Oh man, this he had that locker room behind him right now. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Because Joe Flacco is not the answer for backups.
0: Now here comes Zach Wilson. He will suit as the number two QB this week. Oh, yeah. So he's one step closer to getting his roll back. I don't know if you'll get it, but you never know.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, so the defense was great for the Bills. What was not so great was uh, this offense. This offense was a, a very atrocious. Um, didn't score any points until, you know, the end of the second quarter. Um, and it just seems like Josh Allen's accuracy was just very, very less than desirable. Um one thing I think not I think uh you know most there are some I think some definitely some points of Josh Allen's accuracy of throwing the ball. Um, but I think it also had to do with who he was throwing to. Um Isaiah McKenzie has gotten just not good. He's so bad. Like <laughs> He's like so bad. Josh was putting it in spots where like I think Diggs might have got, gotten the ball and caught it. And McKenzie is just not as big and doesn't have the, the the wingspan to to get some of those balls. And it was just, it was. That's a nice defense the, like, for
0: him. Good for you. Good for you being the high go taking the high road. Good for you.
1: <laughs> but then also like once when Mackenzie does catch the ball, like we're just not getting the yards that we should on those plays. So it's uh definitely a performance issue. Um, Bills had to seem like abandon the run a little bit, um, for sure. But I uh definitely give that credit to that Chats defensive line. That's the the, that that D line there, but it's just kind of no joke a little bit. They you know they have a very good defense. Um, Sauce Gardner likes to hold jerseys apparently most of the game, but you know he's, he's he apparently burned.
0: found some loophole where he's just allowed to hold and cause DPIs on like every play and never gets called
1: right and it, it doesn't get called yeah. like I, th- I thought there was a couple plays where like Diggs had a slant route and Allen threw ahead of Diggs where he should have been Well, why wasn't he there because Oscar was hanging on to the jersey behind him the entire time didn't get called Um but yeah uh, John Brown had an almost had an almost an amazing catch um early on in the game it put almost put him in the red zone but that that faltered um but yeah so run game was absolute. passing game got it done where it needed to Josh Allen took it into his own hands and you know got the the little scoot into the end zone for the touchdown it was like the second one um that was the one bet I placed on this game yeah. Josh Allen rushing touchdown. Um apparently the Bills worked on their gymnastics this week. Yeah. Um because it, you know Josh Allen went for a first down and uh learned how to do a barrel roll. Um I was like, "Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, not don't, don't hurt him." <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh then I think on the same drive Dawson Knox had a nice little front flip into the end zone um so yeah that was fun like uh, someone's I gotta love... tell
0: your players that you know it's okay to just stay on the ground like it's, <laughs> it's okay you don't need to go airborne we'll find another way to get the first down or in the end zone like <laughs> we can <laughs>
1: um I did. I I thought it was hysterical when C.J. Mosley jumped the count <laughs> on the fourth down to give the Bills the first down.
0: Top yeah. tier play like that should definitely be on this week's like uh, "Come on, man" segment. If they, right. I don't even know if they still do that, but if they do, like that's definitely one. Yeah. Of
1: them. <laughs> oh, it was it was great. Um. But yeah. So that was the the Bills. The Bills got it done. Um, I, You know, there was a lot of, you know, uh, uproar a little bit about some comments by a reporter to Josh Allen about how the offense was uh, just not not great. And he was, you know, it wasn't Super Bowl caliber offense. And uh, I love Josh's response. And he's just like, okay.
0: Now, I do want... I don't want to defend them because apparently this is the same reporter that made some sexist comments on a podcast. Yeah. So I'm not here to defend the reporter. I'm here to defend the the statement because, like, I watched right. I watched that portion and the guy made the comment and he said, hey, it just doesn't look like a Super Bowl caliber offense. And Josh just goes, okay, which is a great response. Like, I'm not denying like, it's a great response. Mm-hmm. But then, like, someone else just immediately started talking like, asking the next question. Like, what if there was a follow-up to that? Like, what if he was going to say, like, what do you think the solution is? Are you going to bring someone in? Are you looking to, like, is there someone you're talking You brought John Brown in, but didn't get him involved. Like, maybe you're thinking about bringing another guy in that's on the... Like, maybe there was a follow-up question, but he didn't even get a chance. I still think the response is top tier. I love that. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. But, like, that wasn't really fair. (laughs) Like, that wasn't really fair to the reporter. But anyways, like, fuck that guy anyways, because he's a dick. So, uh... (laughs) He's saying some, uh... (laughs) Saying some uh, sexist things, so, which we do not do around here. We don't. We don't do that. So we do not. He was, I believe, he was fired today by his whoever he's employed by. Yeah, I don't know who the what crew he works for. Some W fam for Channel Four bullcrap.
1: I I think he's a, so he's a digital reporter, but I think he's more like a freelance reporter because there was like multiple. Places he wrote for, so yeah,
0: you'll be looking oh. for work in another town now. Yep, go freelance somewhere else. <laughs> Top tier though. There's already what? There's already uh sweatshirts made. There's already shirts with that on it now. It's just okay. Yeah,
1: the o- okay with Josh Allen jumping in the hurdle as the A.
0: They should like make it. They should put the reporter under Josh because <laughs> we all know who it is now. Put the reporter under right. Josh and have him hurdle him. Uh but uh that was the yeah. past two weeks of football. Now we look forward to week fifteen, which comes Sunday, we will not be watching Bills or Seahawks football. What the heck? Sunday's gonna suck. But I'll Hell, tell you what boring. days won't suck. Thursday won't suck, and Saturday mm-hmm. won't suck. Yeah, but I'm gonna have to find something else to do on Sunday. But uh, the Seahawks are hosting the 49ers on Thursday Night Football. That's all I got. I don't really want to yeah. talk about this. The 49ers are absolutely rolling right now. Uh, Brock Purdy has some injuries heading into this game. Uh, if he was, if the game was on Sunday, he'd probably play. But since it's Thursday, he's questionable. God, he's a little dinged up, you know. But Brock Purdy... Mr. Irrelevant goes out mm-hmm. and I think throws two touchdown passes. He runs for one and the 49ers just absolutely waffle stomp the Buccaneers. It was just it was awesome.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Um but now Brock, the, nasty. Brock nasty. He's pretty good. There's your overused <laughs> joke of the week. Um the Seahawks are underdogs, three-point underdogs in this game, probably just because of the uncertainty at quarterback. But at the end of the day, the 49ers, unless we get some kind of very inspired Den- Denver Bronco week one type of game out of the Seahawks defense, which I mm-hmm. guess doesn't look as impressive anymore since the Denver Broncos are 3-10. and 10. Uh, But you get my point. Right. Um, unless we get some inspired thing here the 49ers are going to absolutely destroy this team. Uh Christian McCaffrey will most likely run for about 396 yards. I could see him reeling in <laughs> about six touchdowns. Uh it's going to be bad. Like if 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 you're heading into like your first or second week of the fantasy playoffs and you have Christian McCaffrey, just go ahead and see, just go ahead and tuck yourself into the next round. Like you're good to go. He's going to have 80 points. <laughs> It, I'm not looking forward to it at all. Um, I I put I just put here you can put my grandma at the quarterback spot. It doesn't matter. Just direct snap <laughs> it to CMC. He'll take care of the rest. Hmm. Like his in his debut game with the Niners, he even threw a touchdown pass. So he can throw the ball. You don't even need a quarterback. Yeah. He can literally just do right. it all. Uh, for the, at least the Seahawks' offensive side of the ball, because the defense has is going to be able to do nothing. It doesn't really matter at this point. At least for offense, if they want to try and keep up, they will be getting Ken Walker back from injury. He doesn't have an injury designation at this point in time, so it looks like he'll play. I The run game was absolutely a trope. There was no run game because we were, we were on like our RB17 in the Panthers game. So having Ken Walker back will help, but I think it's more of a challenge for the O-line and the tight ends to step up. Like There have not been a lot of running lanes these past couple of games. And Ken is a very Mm -hmm. shifty person. He can bounce outside. He's very speedy. He can make his own lanes. He can find whatever's there. I would rather just see him be able to run straight into a hole that's supposed to effing be there. But usually it's not. So I challenge our offensive linemen to learn how to open up a running lane. Tight ends. Godspeed with Nick Bosa and everyone else, and especially those linebackers. But do something. Help me. Help me. Help Ken do something because we can't put it all on Gino because Gino has been getting a little bit aggressive lately, as we talked about in the last part of this uh, last part of the show here. So my next challenge and thing I want to look for here is Gino. Just I I want Gino to stay aggressive. That's kind of who he is. He's, he's a guy, he's an underdog his whole story is about being able to come back into this aggressive fashion, throwing a bunch of touchdowns, and not turning the ball over a lot was the other part. We've lost that it's that little bit of it. He's not as careful with the ball anymore. He's he's chucking it into triple coverages and sometimes completing them. They're like they're balls on a rope and he's doing great passes. Some of them he doesn't get away with anymore. Let's reel it in a little bit here, bud. Okay? And plus we need to we need to throw the ball away. He's doing a lot of Russell Wilson-esque stuff that I absolutely despised when he was here. He's out there taking 13-yard <laughs> sacks, trying to, like, spin around and do stupid stuff. Throw the ball away, Gino. Let's just go back to second and 10 instead of second and 23. How's that sound? Um, so I just need him to let's stay aggressive, but let's bring back the QB brain here because we've lost it. Uh, the other point I had was the playoff, and the, the playoff race probably ends here. The Niners will win this game, and they also win the division along with that. So that'll pretty much just, you know, we're we're, we're good here. Uh, uh, and then my favorite bet—it's a little bit sketchier this week, but maybe if we're playing from behind, <laughs> you never know. Geno Smith mm-hmm. over one and a half passing touchdowns. Let's ride. I'm going to ride that wagon until it falls off a cliff, which might be this week. Who knows? But uh, the the stat still stands. He either throws no touchdown passes or he throws over two or two or more. So, and that stat lives on. (laughs) So, if he he throws one, you're basically guaranteed at least one more, at least at this point in time. There you go. Uh, So, yeah. 49ers will absolutely piss on the Seahawks on Thursday, but let's see what happens on
1: Saturday Night Sad.
0: Football. Yeah. What like? What's the theme song for Saturday Night Football? Do we have one? Do we even know it yet? Okay. Is this the first week? Like, this is the first week.
1: Well, it's the first week in this year. But it's like the first it time does, it's on Amazon,
0: it, right? Or it's on NFL it's Network.
1: NFL Network. Wow. They've, uh, a they've, done it a, they've done it a couple times. I don't, I'm not sure what Apple Network's uh, theme song is anymore. But um, I'm but yeah. To out. um, Dolphins at the Bills. Bills are a seven and a half point favorite. <laughs> it was uh, a little surprising with the way the Dolphins have been. A little surprising, but not surprising with the way the Dolphins have been playing the last couple weeks. So my three matchups to keep an eye on here um is the Bills pass rush and them being able to disrupt Tua's rhythm um it's kind of something we see the last couple of weeks with Tua against the 49ers and the Chargers uh they were definitely able to you know keep him off his rhythm a little bit um which then doesn't allow the you know doesn't allow Tua to make those completions on the time on time that he wants to so um uh, Pass rush has to be there. Um, You know this team is definitely a four, a four man pass rush. You know all the time, pretty much. Uh, Very rarely do they blitz, and uh, I kind of feel good about it because, you know, hopefully we get Jordan Phillips back this week. Uh, Ed Oliver's been fine, but the uh, the defensive ends Epinesa and Russo have been playing really well. Uh, and then, you know, you got Shaq Lawson in there to kind of give them some rotation. So it's been uh, it's been pretty good the past couple weeks with the Bills' pass rush, and uh, the Bills need to keep it going. Um, just try not to
0: kill they... him this week, okay?
1: I guess so. Like, just,
0: you know, just just do the old Matt Milano. You can hit him hard, but, like, let's not kill him <laughs> for, like, the second time this season.
1: All right.
0: I'd appreciate
1: that. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, be looking at the Bills' pass rush. Um, Second thing here to watch is uh, can the Bills be a more balanced attack on offense? Uh, I saw it a lot last week. I'm not saying more balanced, not completely balanced. Um, Last week, we saw a lot of passing on first, second downs, and then it turns into a third and long because they didn't have the completions. And then it's another third, and it's another passing down. So, um, it just makes them so much more predictable uh, for this Bills offense, I feel like. So they they need to get the run game going again, especially uh, on first and second down, so that they can create these third and short situations, that they can, you know, make it more manageable to get that first down and then really help the Bills keep the defense, the Dolphins' defense honest. Um, that, that's going to be... Uh, huge for this team to be able to hit the big plays, um, because if you're going to get the defense to creep up a little bit, stay tighter to the line of scrimmage, um, then that gives Josh Allen the ability to, get, if he can get the extra second in the pocket, to hit that big home run ball uh, to dig for Davis and then, you know, keep things moving. So keep the, those points coming. So, and then uh, last thing I'm keeping an eye on here is how much the Bills secondary can actually slow down, uh, slow down, not stop, uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Uh, I do not think it stopping them is possible, but the key thing here is to slow them down uh, as much as possible. And I think with Trey White being pretty much full back, to full speed now, uh, he actually played all the defense. I think he was a full snap count uh, for the Bills-Jets game. Uh, after he had played a couple different games, that it was, you know, he had increased his snap count event um, exponentially for each game. So good to see that. Um, hopefully, Dan Jackson can figure out whatever he had going on last week when he was getting picked apart by the Jets and uh, help uh, help Trey White, definitely slow these guys down. Um, the first, you know, the first round pick, Kyir Elam. He's been kind of all over the place a little bit, and the Bills are trying to work him back into the rotation, but it's going to take some time. And uh, I mean, this game wouldn't hurt, wouldn't hurt at all. So,
0: Bills Twitter hates Jane Dane Jackson.
1: I like, wouldn't be surprised. They, I mean, like
0: they hate him more than anyone, I think. <laughs> like he apparent he just he sucks at football. He's probably the worst corner in the league. If you go to Bill's Twitter on game day, <laughs> he he's oh, sure. getting <laughs> torn apart.
1: I mean, and the jets knew it, that they could expose him and they just took full advantage of it. So, I mean, good for Robert Allen being able to recognize that and then come up with a game plan to try and keep the game close last week. But yeah, secondary is going to be uh very important for this, uh, this receiving quarter, so uh, something to keep an eye on. And then my other point here, um, you know, <laughs> so get a little stoppler going on here. Little um,
0: stoppler, it's back.
1: But <laughs> the uh, how much project, how much the pre- projected snowfall will actually affect the game plans? Um, it sounds like Mike McDaniel is saying he's just going to have zero. He wants zero visibility to what the weather is going to be like in Orchard Park this weekend. He just wants to come up with a game plan and kind of stick with it. And uh, that sounds like a terrible time. It's a
0: bad idea.
1: But, um, you know, from what I have seen so far, we're looking at like two to four inches Saturday and Sunday. So game time, it could be a couple inches. um, But then I've also, you know, the models are still showing it's reflecting that two to four inch model. You no know, snow snow range but um there's always a chance for lake effect and like effective if the wind is correct and it you know we could be looking at a foot to 18 inches uh just in orchard park so it could be uh could be a little snow globe game or it could be uh dude where's my car because it's not so much
0: yeah there's a lot of snow coming out of the midwest right now yeah, if it, if it manages to find its way to Orchard Park, it's definitely gonna be more than two to four. Well, I, guess we'll I mean, see. I think
1: the big thing is from what the, from what I've seen in in the models um, when I was looking earlier was that the wind direction is gonna be the big thing, um, and the wind direction is more of a north northeast. Dir- uh actually, no, it's a south southwest, because um, it's not where the wind's going; that's where it's coming okay. from. Um, for direction. So that puts more of the snow band into Buffalo and Northern Buffalo, like Niagara Falls area. And then it does show a little shift Saturday night into Sunday down to Orchard Park. But that could be, you know, that swing could be crucial and, you know, which way wind is blowing when the, like the effect starts to form, um, definitely make a big impact there. So, Something to keep it on. Um I'm unfortunately unable to go to the game this weekend, so Oh, it's
0: unfortunate that you can't go to a game where it's gonna be like twenty degrees and snowing. (laughs) Oh darn. I was there last week. Yeah, I know. (laughs) they last week and (laughs) they were there during that wind game with the Patriots. You were that one, right? Yeah.
1: Both both Patriots games. Yeah.
0: And they were both horrible weather.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, one was uh super windy and snowy and the other one was absolute bitter cold. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this this man endures it all to watch his bills.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: I would endure anything to go see my Seahawks as well, but <laughs> I can't fly all the way across the country to see them every week. Right. Unfortunate indeed. I think uh I think we did the math though, and the next time the I think it's in two more years. The Bills will be in Seattle. So, yeah. so we might have to uh, start planning that trip soon. Yeah. Start getting ahead of the head of the game, you know.
1: Oh, well, yeah, if I have two-year-olds by then.
0: Yeah, we can bring them. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> bring them to Seattle. It'll be fine. Hmm. It'll be fine. It'll be a great time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, that's all we got for this episode, I believe. Should be a lot of fun this. Uh, I should this week for football. I don't. I can't really say what's going to happen on Sunday since it's Thursday and Saturday. But you know, it should be a uh, it should be a fun week of football uh, for Seahawks and Bills fans. You know, just drink a lot on Thursday, Seahawks fans. You'll, we'll we'll get through the pain together. Just go ahead and uh, <laughs> follow us on our Twitter page at Durfin Dillon. I'll be most likely live tweeting throughout the game. We can share the pain. If you want to uh, join us over there, you can always listen to this podcast on any mm-hmm. podcasting platform and on YouTube. We post a little video part of this because uh, we do that because we like to look at each other when we talk. You know, The the, the eye contact really is what <laughs> makes it for me. Uh, this was uh, episode 15 of Nerf and uh, of uh, Fans of the week. See I'm like, uh, I'm like trying to do two things at once here. Fans of the Weeks, so we have
1: been your hosts. <laughs> Derf.
0: And Dylan. Uh, Go Hawks. Go Bills.